Why are Jews always studying? Why are Jews always studying? So Jews have always been obsessed with study. In fact, any description of the Jewish people throughout our history are, we're called in the Quran, is the, by the way, the first one that mentions this, we're called people of the book. Um, and we are, um, later became commonly used, presumably it was used before then, but um, it's the first written source. So, but we are known as the people of the book, the people that always read descriptions of the Jewish people from around the world, from throughout history, describe us as a people that are always studying, always scholars, always learning. We're... Sorry, we're outside. Where does the Jewish obsession with study come from? So the truth is, Although Jews have succeeded in the last hundred years or so in all studying all sorts of different subjects, in physics, in economics, in the arts, in sciences, Jews have succeeded in so many different subjects. The truth is that historically, study, Jewish study has almost exclusively been study of Torah. Now, it's not that we've only studied the Torah. We haven't only studied it. Throughout our history, we've also been experts in other subjects as well. Most famous is Maimonides, who was a great doctor and a great um, and a great um, uh, a, a great um, scientist. And he knew all the science of the day. And he was a great philosopher. He wrote books of philosophy. And he was kind of what they would call today a Renaissance scholar, a scholar in all sorts of different subjects. And we have, but Maimonides is perhaps the most famous, we have dozens or hundreds of other scholars throughout the years that have been great doctors, great um, astronomers, great um, scientists, great philosophers. So we were always scholarly in all sorts of different subjects. But for all of these scholars throughout our history, almost all of them, their main focus, including Maimonides, was not on all the other subjects that they were expert in, but on the study of Torah. So while we always studied, our main study was always Torah. And Maimonides himself writes, and Rabbi Moshe ben Nachman, the Ramban, who was also a great philosopher, um, and a great scientist writes something similar, that they o we only study the sciences as an extension of our Torah study. As part of our scholarship in Torah, you've got to also understand how our world works. Otherwise, you cannot study Torah. So, but it's an extension of our Torah study, but our focus has always been on Torah study. Why are we so obsessed with studying Torah? So Torah has always been the treasure of the Jewish people. In this week's parsha, the last parsha of the Torah, we say, if you may be familiar with this verse, Torah Tziva Lano Moshe, the Torah that Moshe commanded us, Morasha Kehilat Yaakov is an inheritance or a possession for the entire congregation of Jacob. Every Jew has a part, so to speak, in the Torah. It was given to us by God. It is part of our relationship with God is the Torah that God has given us. And we say um, in our Simchat Torah <coughs> poems, we say, um, uh, we will hold on to it. We will never forsake the 
Torah, and we ask God every day in our prayers to allow us and our children to continue be focused on Torah and never let the Torah depart from us or from our children or from our grandchildren for all future generations. Now, Judaism is not, Judaism as a religion is not just about spirituality, prayer, connecting to God. It is also not only about commandments, we have 613 commandments, but central to Judaism is the Torah. So the Torah is not just our central book, but studying Torah is a central part of being Jewish. In fact, we often equate, we speak of Judaism as having the Torah and the commandments. Not just the Torah being the source of the commandments, but the Torah as studying Torah and the commandments. Two things that we do. And indeed, um, after Moses' death, in the next book, the book of Joshua, um, it begins by God telling Joshua, I will be with you and you will succeed. But he's told, hold on to this Torah and um, study it day and night, never stop. And that's what we've been doing throughout our history. We've been studying Torah every moment of our lives. Throughout our history, we, our lives, Jewish life, has always revolved around the commandments and the study of Torah. has always been central to Jewish life. We spend every spare moment we can studying Torah. And in fact, throughout history, status in the Jewish community, the upper class, so to speak, in the Jewish community, were always scholars. At the top of any leaders in the Jewish community were always scholars. If you go back in Jewish history, every Jewish hero, every Jewish figure that we know in Jewish history, they were a hero because they were a scholar. We have no war heroes. We weren't very good at war. Um, but we have no war heroes throughout our history. Um, they're all of our, all of our, um, all of our great heroes, um, all of our leaders. That what made them leaders? Not because they rose the political ladder, not because they were wealthy, not because they were noblemen, but because they were scholars. Scholarship was always the key to leadership. Was always the mark of status. Hey, did you want to ask something? The prophets were all scholars. Yes, yes. It's very clear, both from the books of our prophets and from our oral traditions, that the scholars were the prophets were all scholars. They didn't just get inspiration. We did our class. Very good question. We did our class on prophecy. <coughs> we mentioned that God doesn't give people prophecy out of the blue. God only gives prophecy to pious Jewish leaders who are great Torah scholars. Yes, being a Torah scholar was a precondition to prophecy. Um, in fact, the dream of a Jewish parent throughout our history was always that a child became a scholar. When a child was born, they would always wish, we always wish a child, we always wish the parents, the wish is you should raise him to Torah, marriage, and good deeds. Torah, marriage, and good deeds. Three things that... We want them to be a good person too. But Torah first. We want them to be a scholar, get married, and have and be a good person. 
But Torah was always the wish of a parent was that their child be a scholar. How accessible is Torah and how complicated it is? Very good question. I'll get to that in, in a few minutes. Very good question. So now, women throughout Jewish history were mostly um, literate. They did study, although not as much as men. Today, women definitely study a lot more. Jewish women study a lot more than they did throughout much of history. But women were not generally, they were generally literate, and they did study as well. And their lives also, to a certain extent, also focused on Torah study. Now, why do we study? Why are we so focused on Torah, on the Torah study? The Torah is our covenant with God. Studying the Torah is God's wisdom. This is the wisdom that God gave us. This is our unique treasure, our unique gift from Hashem. And so when we study Torah, it is our way of connecting to God. We become united with Hashem as we study Torah. And so the Torah, firstly, we believe, makes us a better person by studying Torah, but it also makes us more spiritual, connects us to spirituality as we study. We cannot be well connected to God without studying as well. And so therefore, Torah study has always been the key to our people. In fact, those who have tried to destroy the people that knew this secret, the first thing they did was they tried to outlaw Torah study. By outlawing Torah study, especially to the next generation, they were a, they thought they could destroy our people. We always persisted and continued to study Torah. In um, Jewish mysticism, we explain that God, so to speak, placed himself within the wisdom of the Torah. The Torah is God's wisdom, and God is found within the Torah. When we understand the Torah... And the Torah itself has God, is, God has placed himself within the Torah. When we study and when we are understanding the Torah, we, so to speak, have God virtually inside of us. We understand it. God is in our brains. The Torah is in our brains. So we, that is the greatest connection, spiritual connection that we can create. That is the closest we can get to God. So what do we study? How do we study Torah can be very complex and very difficult. So there are many different parts of the Torah, and the Torah is often split in a number of different ways that overlap somewhat. And I'll go through a few of them. Firstly, we have the written Torah, which is the five books of Moses that we're finishing this week, and we are going to read over the coming year. And then we have the oral Torah that Moses has given us. Um, we did a class some time ago about the oral Torah, um, and how we got the Oral Torah. The Oral Torah was given to us with the written Torah. We believe the written Torah is simply a cryptic document, and the Oral Torah is where most of our teachings lie, and the written Torah must be understood within the context of the Oral Torah. So therefore, we firstly read the written Torah every single week, and we have a system of studying it week by week. We study the written Torah so that we finish it over the entire year. However, although we study the written Torah every week, we study the weekly parsha and we read it in the shul every week, and we have classes on it and we learn about it, historically most of our study has not been in the written Torah, but historically most of our study has been in the oral Torah, directly within the oral Torah. Um, 
Also, sometimes Torah is split between halacha, which is the laws, and the laws themselves. There are practical laws of how to live our lives, and then there are theoretical laws, laws that no longer apply, like laws that applied in the temple times. Um, many of the commandments no longer apply outside of the temple or outside the land of Israel. We study all of Jewish law, both that which is relevant today and that which is not, um, and all of it is interconnected. And then there is the agada, which is a term for the non-halachic parts of the Torah, the non-laws, which include Jewish history, the stories of the Torah and Scripture, Jewish history. They include life lessons, character building, um, spirituality. is all included in the um, term agada, the non-legal parts of Torah. We also, sometimes we split between what we call in, uh, Mishnah or information, straight information that you're getting, um, the rules or the detail or the details, and then there is what's called Gemara or the analysis of that information. So a big part of the study is not just to get knowledge, but to learn how to analyze the knowledge. And a big part of what's made Jews so smart over the years is that we learn analysis at a very young age. The um, particularly in the works of the Talmud. Um, the um, is full of analysis and all of its commentaries is full of very deep and very complex analysis and we learn with many many different systems of logic within them um, a lot of different types of logical arguments and we um, work through all of those and we learn those from very very young age children in Jewish day school start studying Talmud from usually fifth grade or so uh, and so or uh, sixth grade and so we start learning these things very very young um, also, the um, Torah can be split between the what's called the nigla, the revealed parts of Torah, which is the non-mystical parts, and then what's called the nistar, the hidden parts, also sometimes called Kabbalah, the mystical parts of the Torah. Now, each of these different things all overlap. Torah is extremely large, extremely complex. Um, in fact, today you can buy a hard drive thanks to modern technology that has over 100,000 Jewish books on it. So we have, of course, with Torah, some, um, some time ago we did a class on Jewish books and um, why Jews are obsessed with books. And we have endless number of Jewish books, um, but there's definitely what we could call classics, basic books that we start with. Most of we study the Torah, the written Torah every week, as we said in the Parsha. Um, some classic Jewish classics. Firstly, most of the the most important Jewish classic is the Talmud. We did a class on the Talmud or the Gemara, sometimes it's called, some time ago. It's a very large work. Um, it's two and a half, twenty-seven hundred pages or twenty volumes in the classic Hebrew Hebrew printing. Seventy-three volumes in the Art Scroll translation. Um, it's a very large work and very complex, but it's the basis of much of Jewish teachings is found in the Talmud and the, um, or the Gemara. And so it's a central work to be studied. It's difficult, hard to do on your own if you haven't been trained. Um, you need to be trained to do it. Uh, we have a class that studies the Talmud here every... We have a, cl a class that studies the Talmud here every um, morning at 6.30, um, which you're all welcome to join. Uh, 6.30 a.m. Um, and so other important great Jewish ideas, if you're looking for things to study within the Mishnah, which is the first work of our law, there is a book called Pirkei Avot, Ethics of Our Fathers, which is a book of Jewish ethics, very important work. 
There is also a book uh, there that Maimonides took all of the laws, his most important work, he took all of the laws of the Torah, um, all 613 commandments, and went through all of the rules in 14 volumes called the Mishnah Torah, um, one of the greatest works ever written. Um, and there's a system where one can read it over a three-year cycle and uh, that way finish the entire um, the, in, all, the, all the rules of the Torah over three years. Um, there is also um, a book that also written by Maimonides called Sefer Mitzvot, the Book of Commandments, where he just covers the 613 commandments, one commandment at a time, um, which also there's a cycle to finish over a year. These are just some very, there's also, if you're more interested in Jewish mysticism, the most important work or that uh, I believe is the Tanya, which is a book, book by Rabbi Shneir Zalman of Liadi about um, a book by Rishnei Zalman of Liadi about, the, about how um, one can develop oneself and perfect oneself. So these are just some, ex- some examples of Jewish classics that one is able to start with. So who studies the Torah? So I, and I should mention that all of these things, the Tanya, the uh, Mishnah Torah of Maimonides, the daily mitzvah, as well as the, to- the, um, the, da- as lo- well as the weekly Torah portion, are all found in these Chayeno booklets over here. Um, we have about 10 that are sponsored for the general community um, that I put out every week. You can, you're welcome to take them if there are extras. Um, you can also um, order either directly from them and have them delivered to your house, or you can order through us. Um, I forget now the price. I think it's about 130 or 150 a year um, to get them every week. And um, you also, you can get, there's an app that it's a lot cheaper if you get on the app. Um, you can get the Hayeno app on your phone or on your iPad, and then you can study all of these things, and that way um, cover all these different important Jewish works. So how, how much do we study? So Hashem told Joshua at the beginning of the book of Joshua, right after Moses dies, he says, Lo yamush sefer HaTorah This Torah shall never leave your mouths. It shall vahagita boyomon valaila. You must toil in it day and night. Historically, Jewish men uh, studied from when they were very young. They went to school and studied until their late teens, mid or late teens. They would study mostly Torah. They would maybe study some other subjects. Historically, Jewish young men studied Torah and they studied on use often into adulthood. Once they needed to work to earn a living. People had daily Torah sessions where they would study Torah every single day. Once people retired, they went back to full-time Torah study. Now, studying Torah full-time is one of the 14 commandments that women are exempt from. At a 613, there are 14 commandments that women are exempt from. So women are not obligated to study Torah full-time, but women should still study Torah. And like and mitzvah, and women do study Torah, and they have throughout most of Jewish history and most Jewish communities, women were literate and did know how were taught to read from a young age. Often at home, some places they had schools for them. Most places they were taught at home how to read, and they would have Jewish classes for women as well for women to study. They generally historically didn't study the Talmud, but would study other simpler books. Um, and they had special books that were written just for women's study. Um, Tzenarena is the most famous, uh, but there were books for women to study as well, and women did study throughout history, and they did have Jewish classes. Today, um, with universal uh, philosophy, 
hundred years or so, we've had universal Jewish schooling for all women in all Jewish communities, and um, definitely women should also focus on studying Torah um, as much as they can, um, because Torah is our life. We say the um, in earlier in the Torah we said. It is the life and the length of your days. So we live by the Torah. So we study it day and night um, whenever we have extra time. Jews as a hobby, our hobby is that we study and we study everything, but we try to study Torah. Read any account of any Jewish community, whether in the Middle East, whether in, um, whether in um, Eastern Europe, whether in Western Europe, any account of a Jewish community will tell you, will, will describe how every night, or sometimes in the early mornings, every community had what was called Bate Medrash. Bate Medrash were houses of learning. Sometimes they doubled as a synagogue, often not. They were houses of learning. Or in Eastern Europe, we call it a base Medrash. They were places to study. And they often had special sections for men and special sections for women, just like the synagogues. Often they doubled as a synagogue. And these were places where they, people would just go to study. People would study at home. People would study alone. People would study in pairs. Jewish tradition is to study in a pair, chavruta in Aramaic. And we would study in groups as well, a shiur, a class. And so uh, many in the last hundred years or so, in order to encourage people to study as our lives have gotten more and more busy, as we've become urbanized, um, a, a, many systems have been created to allow us to cover different books over different periods of time. The original, of course, is reading through the written Torah over the year, reading the Parsha every single week. But then um, just under a hundred years ago, um, in, the in the 1920s, a system was started in Eastern Europe that has since spread to study a page of Talmud every day, which takes an hour or two for somebody who was well-trained in the Talmud. And over seven and a half years, you finish the entire Talmud. It is called Daf Yomi. Every seven and a half years, when those studying Daf Yomi finish the entire Talmud, they make massive um, siyumim or parties celebrating the completion for those who study. Um, there are many other study regimens. We mentioned studying the Mishnah Torah of the Rambam, of Maimonides, studying the daily mitzvah, um, studying a daily Mishnah, studying a daily halacha, Jewish law, studying Tanya every day. And there are similar regimens where you study a certain, everyone studies a certain thing every day to finish the books over time. Um, in addition, historically, Jews would always have retreats um, where they would go away and they would study in um, the land of Israel, during the festive period, people would go to Jerusalem. They would spend their time studying. Um, in Babylon, they had two months a year, the month of Elul and the month of Adar, which were between, for farmers, most Jews were agrarian, and for farmers, it was between the planting and the harvest seasons. Um, they would have two months a year where everybody would go to the big cities, and they would spend two months a year studying. And since then, we've always had retreats in Eastern Europe, they used to call it dacha, where people would go and they would have, um, and they would study some of the big, um, some of the big European, um, German, Central European, and Eastern European um, on the Black Sea. Um, some of the big vacation centers doubled when Jews lived in large numbers in Eastern Europe. They also were um, study centers where Jews would go in the summer 
um, scholars would go there, people would go there, and it would turn into a great center for study. People would get away from work, and they would spend weeks at a time in the summer studying. Today, we still have those kind of retreats. There's a, the JLI does a national retreat every year. There are many other retreats where people can go just to study. So in conclusion, Torah is central to whom we are as Jews. In the second century, in the 100s, the Romans made a, tried to destroy Judaism, and they said no one is allowed to study Torah. Anyone who is caught studying Torah will be killed. And the great sage Rabbi Akiva continued to publicly teach Torah to his students. And he had a friend whose name was Papas ben Yehuda who came to Rabbi Akiva and said, how can you do that? You are putting your life in danger. How can you study Torah like that publicly? And Rabbi Akiva told him, I will tell you a parable. There was once a fox who came to the river and he saw all the fish swimming very fast and he asked the fish, where are you running? And the fish said, we are running away from the fishermen. And so the fox says, I have an idea. Come with me to the forest. I will hide you from the fishermen. And the fish said, foolish fox, in the water we may get caught, we may get away. Out of the water we will certainly die. Rabbi Akiva says the same thing. Torah for the Jewish people is water. In the water, the Roman, with Torah, the Romans may catch us, they may not. But out of the water, for sure without Torah, we will certainly die. And indeed, Rabbi Akiva was caught by the Romans and he was tortured to death. And we spoke about it, we, we read about it on Yom Kippur in our prayers. And throughout our history in the Soviet Union, um, throughout in the, during the Inquisition times in the Soviet Union, Jews continued to study Torah underground to teach their children. They continued having sessions for Torah even when it was illegal. We continued to study. And the key to Jewish survival has always been Torah study. Those communities that did not keep up strong Torah study assimilated. They did not survive. The, over the years, there were different Jewish communities here and there that did not survive, that assimilated, and that happened almost always when they failed to study Torah. So the key to Jewish survival is studying Torah. I encourage you all, you're all here, so you're already studying Torah, but continue, add to it, take the Chayenos or sign up for a subscription. Um, a study yourself. You could go on the Chabad.org website. There's a lot to study. You can get weekly emails um, that you can, um, that will give you things to study. Join our many classes that we offer over here to study. I'm happy to start any class on any subject that anyone wants here. Um, if you can get a group together that wants a class, I will make it happen. Um, I will do everything I can to make it happen. I'm happy to try to teach or find a teacher for any class. Um, that people want um, because and we must also reach out to our Jewish friends remembering that the key to Judaism is study reach out to your Jewish friends teach them as well encourage them to come to classes encourage them to study and of course you have to encourage the next generation is most important that we encourage them to study as well just before I conclude I know I'm well over time just before I conclude 